Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 12. I am your host, representing the old school wrestling fan, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. Uh-oh, where's the no-selling indie wrestling fan, Jeremy? Uh, well, guys, it is Thanksgiving, and everybody's got a lot of stuff going on. Jeremy is out doing family stuff, and we hope he's having a great time, and he'll be back on next week's episode. Luckily, Andy and I are brothers, so we can get together a little easier and make things work, and we're able to get an episode out for you guys. All right, today we are going to be covering WWE Survivor Series, Seth Rollins getting attacked by a fan on live TV, AEW Dynamite, and more. But first, right now, like and subscribe to the PW Fan on YouTube where we have full episodes posted. Please leave a review on iTunes, and for merch, go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW Fan to get yourself a pocket logo shirt. All right, Andy, let's start the show. All righty, so uh, last week's SmackDown, I just wanted to talk about uh, the fatal four-way match that went on, it was Cesaro, Ricochet, Ginger Mahal, and Sheamus. The winner of this would be added to the Survivor Series, the men's Survivor Series match, taking uh, the spot that Sami Zayn was pulled from. In the end, the winner was Sheamus, so he was added to uh, the past weekend's Survivor Series match. Um, but that that's all I want to talk about for SmackDown. Now on to Rampage. Just a couple things I thought worth mentioning. Jade Cargill beat Red Velvet in, I believe they were the quarterfinals for the TBS uh, title tournament. So she, Jade Cargill is moving on and will face the winner of this week's Dynamite, or Dynamite that happened the other night, uh, the winner of Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hayter. What I also thought was worth mentioning was, um, I believe it was the main event, but it was Adam Cole teaming with Bobby Fish. This is the first time they teamed up in AEW, so we haven't seen them together since NXT, and they uh, wrestled Jurassic Express. Um, I just want to say I thought it was really cool to see them, you know, back together. Uh, I thought it was also a, a pretty good tag match. How about you, Tim? Yeah, I thought it was cool, and I really liked the match too, and I'm actually glad that you brought this up because I wanted to ask you, what do you think about, do you think that there's a chance that if we get um, Kyle O'Reilly coming over to AEW, do you think that there's mm-hmm. a chance that obviously they can't be called the Undisputed Era? That's a WWE trademark. But, you know, Adam Cole's in the group, in the elite with the Young Bucks. Do you think that there's a chance that eventually they might split and then, or he's going to have to choose between his old boys or his new boys, like, do you think that they they might plant seeds for that eventually? Because I think that'd be kind of a cool, just just down the road. Absolutely. Not, not I, right now. Absolutely. And uh, in a way, I mean, they're already, they've done some stuff with Kenny, you know, when he was taking a break and he's like, told the boys to hold it down. And Adam's like, don't worry, we got you, Kenny. He's like, oh, actually, I was, uh, I was talking to the Bucks. So uh, we'll have to see. Um, I believe Kyle, yeah, Kyle's contract, I think, is coming up in 2022. I know Roderick Strong has signed another contract, so I believe he is staying. If he hasn't already, the rumor is that he is going to sign uh, a contract to continue to stay. He is NXT's current Cruiserweight champion, so we'll have to see. But, I mean, I would personally, I would love to see um, those three, you know, the original Undisputed Era 
all in AW, then paired up against uh, the three members of the elite. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I, I think, you know, you don't want to give all your good, your big matches out right away. I mean, this is something that they could save down the road, you know, where it could really make sense. And it would be, I think it'd be a fun storyline because it kind of, I mean, it's a dream match scenario, really. Having the, the Undisputed Era versus, you know, the, the the elite, you know, Kenny and the Bucks. So it's like, man, that's who that's like fantasy booking so yeah that that could be really fun well it's, to me it's like after seeing adam cole as the leader of a group in nxt and now he's not the leader of a group anymore i want him back in that you know leader spot he's definitely shown that he can do it and um, that's where i think if, that you know, fans think like us you know that's where i think that they're gonna adam cole's like you know he he's a leader type of guy and now he is, yeah. I mean, and technically, maybe in ROH when he left, he wasn't, but he's he's in that role now for sure. You know, in in this role, Kenny's the leader, and there might be a bit of a power struggle. I could see that happening. Like you said, they kind of planted that. You know, like, oh, I was actually talking to the Bucks. So I I just think it's cool. I, I like those two performers a lot. I would love to see an Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega one on one match. Oh, that'd be awesome. Especially them now. I'm sure it's happened in the past on the Indies, but I'd love to see it now both in, uh, both uh, are in two different places in the careers where they were you know before so we'll see only time will tell all right you want to move on to uh survivor series though from this weekend yes i actually just finished it last night and uh g- g- jump into it man all right so if you had just finished us like you probably weren't able to catch the kickoff show which was um I believe Damian Priest is the United States champion versus Shinsuke, who's the um, Intercontinental. Your winner was Shinsuke, but it was uh, because of a disqualification by Damian Priest. Um, he's he's been on uh, at the end of his matches. He's been you know kind of freaking out, going a little bit heelish. You know they changed his music, and he's been doing this lately. And even after Shinsuke won, Damian P- Priest. Uh, took Rick Boogs's guitar, snapped it, hit him with the guitar, and then hit Shinsuke with the guitar. So uh, it looks like this is the direction that they're going with Damian Priest, but, you know, we'll have to see. Overall, um, match was all right. I didn't think it was anything special. I thought it could have been a lot better than or had potential to be, but I don't think it ever got, you know, kicked in the gear like that. Maybe because it was on the kickoff show and maybe half the crowd wasn't there to, you know, for it or something, but... You never know. A bunch of different factors that could have played. But our opening match, which was, I thought, match of the night, was Becky Lynch, your Raw Women's Champion, against Charlotte Flair, your SmackDown Women's Champion. The winner in the end was Becky Lynch with a roll-up, and she grabs the ropes. This was right after Charlotte had done a roll-up and got caught grabbing the ropes. And this match was awesome. I think with the storyline that they had built, it's one of the better storylines they've had in a while. Um, you could just kind of feel that intensity and the tension between those two because it is most most of it is very real. What do you think of the match, Tim? That's my favorite match on the show. It was great opener. I was literally thinking during this match too because growing up during the whole uh, later Attitude Era and like Braun Panties matches in the Ruthless Aggression Era, I mean. 
I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. The to me now, like the girls' matches, like I don't even think of it separately. Like I just think that like oh these are two performers putting on a wrestling match. Like I don't think like oh a girls' match is coming up next. It's gotten to the point where I'm just like no this is just a wrestling match and they were awesome. I loved it. Um, and they put in a lot of effort. Charlotte is great. I just love how she's just great with the facial expressions and and Becky's great. She came in the ring with high intensity, ready to ready to fight. And uh, this is just me being funny. The only thing I didn't like about the match were Becky's weird boots that had those pointy knee pads. I was like, uh, I was like, somebody's eyes are gonna get stabbed out of that thing, man. Yeah, Becky was putting on uh like besides the boots, she was putting on like the sharpshooter on Charlotte, which was, you know, cool to see. I think Charlotte did Becky's move to her as well. Uh, all in all, yeah, it was a very good match though. Great opener. I mean, that's. I think I'd read that the original plan was for them to. Close the show. They should have. They, they but stole then they the show. switched the two, the main event and the opener. They might not have closed the show, but They're they hard stole to follow that. the show. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, after that, we had Team Raw versus Team SmackDown uh, men's matches. It was on Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley versus Team SmackDown, which was Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus. Now, right in the beginning, Kevin Owens is, you know, begging Seth Rollins, who's the team captain, to be in first. And as soon as the bell rings, Kevin Owens just rolls out, walks up the ramp, basically counted out. He's off. So now it's four against five right away. Dang. Um, as we go through the match, Finn Balor eliminated Happy Corbin. Lashley eliminates Xavier Woods. Lashley and Drew McIntyre get into it. They have, you know, some history with the uh, WWE Championship. They are both counted out because they get too distracted in their own beef. Sheamus then eliminates Finn Balor. Austin Theory eliminates Sheamus. Jeff Hardy eliminates Austin Theory. And it is down to the final two, one on each side, Jeff Hardy versus Seth Rollins. For one, I didn't think Jeff Hardy was going to make it this far. I thought they were going to, you know, like they've done with Jeff Hardy in the past, basically just make him be the first guy out. Um, As a huge... Longtime Jeff Hardy fan. I was super, super happy with this. But in the end, uh, Jeff did a twist of fate and went for a swanton bomb. But Seth put up his knees, curb stomp. Your winner is Team Raw with Seth Rollins being the final member. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they are they plan on pushing Jeff or something, but I was really happy to see him kind of go the distance. Everyone in the crowd was chanting Hardy. I, I really actually enjoyed this is. One of the few Survivor Series matches that have happened in the past couple of years that I've really enjoyed. I did like the one with the NXT guys into it, that were added into it. But uh, yeah, I like this match. What you think? Any thoughts on the Jeff Hardy thing? Or yeah, a couple things. I I really uh, surprisingly I like the match. I'm not gonna be like a hater on it or anything. The Jeff Hardy thing. Um, they booked that well because I was just thinking, you know, they're doing this Broken Skull sessions with Jeff, right? So he kind of goes the distance in the Men's Survivor Series. You know, they got this whole younger generation of fans now that might think Jeff Hardy is kind of cool, but they don't know about Jeff Hardy, like the way we do, right? So him going the distance, so to say, in the match kind of creates interest. And then they do that, you know, 
I want to know more about Jess, Jeff Hardy. If you know, if kids are interested, he's doing this Broken Skull sessions on the network. He tells his whole story. He's talking about all his opportunities. Uh, I've seen some previews of it. Did you watch it yet? I have not. Uh, it's really good. By the end of the weekend, probably tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen any previews for it or anything, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they talk about the Taker ladder match from like O2. I saw they're going to touch on all that stuff. So, yeah, it should be good. Great match. So, if you're uh if you're a Jeff Hardy fan, yeah, go to Peacock and watch the Broken Skull sessions that I think it's about to come out or just came out. Even if you're not, the the story of Jeff Hardy and just the Hardy Boys in general is always a a good one if you if you don't already know it. Yeah. It's uh I remember when when we were kids, we always uh you and I, we always kind of related being brothers and similar ages apart. And just wrestling for fun and stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely hit home. We had the books. We had everything. We had the Hardy Boys book, biography. I uh, still have the same Hardy one. Boys DVDs. We were really into them. And then eventually you and me got to meet them, so together. Yeah, that so, was... That I'm, I'm, full circle. Yeah, I'm glad we did that together. So what was, uh, what was after that? So after that, we had the 25-man Battle Royal for The Rock's 25th anniversary. He had debuted, I guess... 25 Survivor Series ago. All right. Let's just... First of all, the winner in the end was Amos. This thing... I'm sorry, W. This thing sucked. I did not like it. Um, you have you have, you have have people in there... The, one, they're wearing... It didn't make sense. They're all wearing their brand shirts, even though it's a match that has nothing to do about brand versus brand. All right. So that, to me, stood out. Also, there's all this... Pizza from Pizza Hut, and I get it's a promotional thing; they're getting paid to do it. But it's Awful. just surrounding the ring, and the winner gets all the pizza. And I just, it just, it, it, I watched it. I watched it all, but I did not like it. And then at the end, the street profits are chucking pizza into the audience. It, it was just bad. This is the uh, pro wrestling fan, and I don't know what that was. So I uh, fast forwarded through that segment. What was next? Next, we had uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro versus the Usos, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The winners were RK Bro with uh, RKO out of nowhere to Jimmy Uso while Jimmy was going for a splash off the top rope onto a riddle. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Um, just. I don't know, no, nothing crazy. You kind of just one of your better uh, tag team matches. You know, you got two really good teams, uh, four really talented people. But um, yeah, I mean, God, Randy's so good, even to, like as old as he is. I mean, he's not that old, but he, in compared to the rest of the locker room, he is. He's he's up there, but he's still just smooth as ever. Um, and he's taking Matt Riddle kind of under his wing, and Matt Riddle can always, you know, he he ramps up that intensity at times when it calls for it. And whether you like him or not, together they're both really good, and everyone knows the Usos are good. Oh yeah, that was a great match, and like you said, Randy Orton is awesome, man. He he just holds up, and I was watching some. Uh, actually, I watched the match where he won the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam. About a week ago, I just was watching some old stuff on Peacock, and uh, yeah, it's amazing how long he has been there. I mean, I'm 31 now, and he's been on the roster since I believe I was 12. 
So it's unbelievable how long he's been there. It's awesome. Um, but I really like the match. And he he just hit an achievement in his career. The most. Um, I don't know if you remember reading about that. Yeah, it's pay per view matches. Yep. I believe. God, yeah, it's crazy. I remember when he debuted. Like to think back, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. been so long. Yeah, I remember he would do the. He got hurt. He hurt his. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Remember if it was his elbow or shoulder or collarbone or something but he hurt himself right when he debuted and then he would do these randy updates where he would come on the screen and he'd be like don't worry i'll be back soon and everybody was I like remember. everybody was like who the heck is this guy and then uh right after that that's when evolution started and i loved evolution they were awesome but riddle to circle back um i like riddle he's grown on me some um it's not like my favorite wrestler I don't really dig a lot of the goofy stuff, as some of the listeners probably know if you've listened to episodes in the past. He's kind of, I don't know, just ha-ha to Dude, me. he's a stallion, man. No, I mean, look, he's funny. I like when he is serious because he does have a very vicious side to him. And, like, when he gets, like, he'll – usually it's funny. He gets his lip busted open in, like, every single match. And uh, he always, like, does his face. I just always think back to him versus Sheamus, man, that match. See, that match was ex- – that was an awesome match. And – uh I remember uh, I really wanted a particular podcast host that I enjoyed to review it, and because it was Seamus, they skipped it because they don't like Seamus for whatever reason, and I was very disappointed because I was, I was like, wow, Seamus is great. I was like, that was, you really great. missed out because that was one of the better matches on the show. That was an awesome match, hard-hitting. All right, let's keep it rolling here. What do we got next? Yes, sir. So now we had the uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown women's match. On Team Raw is Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. On SmackDown side, you had Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi Blackheart, Natalia, and Tony Storm. Um, I'll just run through the eliminations real quick. It was Tony first. Tony Storm eliminates Carmella. Tony Storm eliminates Queen Zelina. Liv Morgan eliminates Tony Storm. Sasha Liv, eliminates Liv Morgan. Shayna Baszler eliminates Rhea. Sasha Banks gets counted out. Bianca then goes on to eliminate Natalia, Shayna, and then finally Shotzi Blackheart. So your sole survivor and winner was Team Raw with Bianca Belair. Um, again, I liked the match. I, I did enjoy the men's a lot more, and that I could have been biased for, again, being a big Jeff Hardy fan. But uh, I thought I thought both of this match and the men's was just b- booked really well, and it all kind of made sense you know, what was going on. Um, I know, you know, they threw in the feuds that are already going going on, like Sasha and Shotzi got into it in this, and, you know, it cost them something, even though they were on the same team. I just thought the booking made sense. Um, but, you know, Bianca, again, even though I, I felt like they kind of were starting to drop the ball with her a little bit, she proved why, you know, she carried the company or carry the title for a while uh, during some time that Becky Lynch was gone. So she was able to, able to reprove that, and yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, it wasn't my favorite match on the show, but I mean, it, it really is nothing insulting or like anything like that I really have any complaints about. Um, yeah, overall, pretty decent match. I mean, Survivor Series match, fifth pay-per-view. Just nothing crazy, nothing yeah, special in it. Just, just regular yeah. match. You know, I, I, you know, like I said, I there was nothing I saw that was like, ugh, you know, that 
made me roll my eyes or anything. Just a solid match. But nothing that made it like stand out. No. Nothing made it stand out. No, I completely agree with you. No, no, yeah. I mean, not really. All right, Andy, what was next? <laughs> All right, so our main event was uh, was next. It was Big E versus Roman Reigns, uh, WWE Universal Champion versus the WWE Champion. Your winner in the end was Roman Reigns with a spear. This match was like two <laughs> two titans going at it, man. Biggie was a believable um, opponent. I felt like to Roman, he really took it to him. Roman had some trouble, you know, putting him away. Um, Biggie's another guy, kind of like Riddle. Like he can be funny and stuff, but he can really turn up the intensity, and uh, just you know, I I know he's already a big guy, but. You know, Roman, there's not many people that can go toe-to-toe with Roman, you know, or seem like a legitimate threat. And Big E, in this match, I think, showed that he could be. Um, but, it, I mean, it was a clean victory by Roman. But, yeah, Big E really took it to him. I, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I, I, I really like this match. I love heel Roman. That's right. That's what I refer to him. There's Roman in the before times. Great. He's one of the best characters in WWE right now. There's the before times Roman, and then there's heel Roman. Um, but, yeah, awesome match. I mean, I'm I'm happy he won because I, I like him more than Big E, but that's just personal preference. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, Roman's on another level right now, man. He's like that one guy who's finally broken into, you know, he's the – it's weird that it took him turning heel to get there because they tried to get him to be the next John Cena with the baby face push and they made him Superman and like, you know, he did everything with the kids. But I feel like he became bigger and taken more seriously and everything when he turned heel. So, yeah, interesting. But he's really, I mean, he's the man. Pay homage. He's firing on all cylinders. Um, I really need Mattel. Yeah. I really need Mattel to make a updated Roman with the red glove and like now cuz I'd like to add that to my current guy shelf of figures. I think the only thing I've seen is I don't know if it had the red glove, but I think the only thing I've seen newer Roman that's wreck everyone leave. is uh or that or there's a shirt off and I think he has a lay. If it's not out yet, I think it's coming. Yeah, that's we need an updated Roman. Like I need Roman now. Um, but yeah, no, Roman, I mean, there's a reason why he was, he, he, you know, very well could have been number one also in the, um, top 500 this year, but he was number two next to Kenny Omega, but I don't see a reason why he couldn't have been number one. He has been on fire the past, over a year, I want to say. Um, and I've, like you said, we, we don't talk about the dark times the whole times with Roman. Dan it. I don't, I don't Dan like those times. <laughs> Dan it. Dan Dan. So uh, I mean Roman with the shield is one thing, but yeah, Roman going solo, uh I I hated it. And the fans hated it too. But those fans that hated him are all the ones that like this version of him. So that's because we, that's what we wanted all along. Um so that wraps up Survivor series. But getting into the next night on Raw just want to mention a few things. So, first, I think I'll start with uh, there was a women's tag team championship match: Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash versus Queen Zelina and Carmella, and uh, we saw the crowning of new champions. So, congratulations to Queen Zelina and Carmella, They're your new women uh, 
Tag Team Women's Champions. I also want to mention, and I didn't talk about it during the Survivor Series review, but because that's when it started. But all right, there's this storyline if you guys have been watching with an egg. All right, and the egg <laughs> is from The Rock's new movie. The egg is from The Rock's new movie called Red Notice on Netflix. And not the movie, but I mean, the, the, no, what the they're egg, doing with the it, yeah, it's terrible. So the egg. The egg plays a big part in the movie, apparently, and at Survivor Series, Vince McMahon is like, The Rock gifted me this egg, and uh, it's worth, he said something like $100 million. Well, my God. It was was well over a million. It was just something ridiculous when I heard that. I was just like, Plastic egg. And, And what happened at Survivor Series was Vince comes back into his office where the egg was in a glass case, and now the egg's gone. So what? Where the mystery now becomes, where's the egg? Well, by the end of Survivor Series, they can't find it. So Vince wants everyone at Raw the next day. So Raw happened. Egg is still missing. He says, whoever finds the egg uh, gets a a title match with Biggie at the end of the night. While Sami Zayn's looking for the culprit, you know, thinks he's going to get into Vince's good graces. Eventually, he finds Austin Theory, who all he wanted to do was take a selfie with the egg. But something happened, and he ended up just leaving with it and was too afraid to come back and and bring it back in. So Vince, instead of getting mad, says it took a lot of, basically a lot of balls to come in here and do that. Um, He's like, you get the match. And Sami Zayn says, but he's the one that stole it. He's like, hey, no one likes snitches. So so Austin Theory uh, got the match, and hopefully that egg storyline is done with. But... Uh, it was just silly. I get it. it's a Netflix, you know, paid promotion that they're doing for The Rock's new movie, but I thought it was terrible, horrible. Where's the egg, Vince? The only no thing, the only thing I'll add about this is, I mean, obviously we all get older, and when you get really old, you look different. But my lord, Vince does not even look like himself. I swear, something about him is like a different person. Not at I mean, all. Obvi- it's clearly him. But it's just like, what did you do? All right. Well, our next thing, I really wanted to talk about this because it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, there's so many videos of it from different angles. So Seth Seth Rollins um, basically attacks Finn Balor in the ring, and they're fighting all outside the ring, and basically they get pulled apart. Seth Rollins is backing up the ramp, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this fan if you can even call it a fan but a guy an audience matter member and he's a big guy runs in and spears seth rollins on the ramp you, you we caught a little bit of it on live tv and then they cut to the audience and finn balor and whatnot well it turns out i mean this guy this guy busted up uh busted seth's lip open you know seth when they finally show seth again he's bleeding from the mouth there's videos online of you know more of the tussle between them and the refs pulling him off of Seth and and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so Tim, what did you read about the reasons why? I read that he had gotten scammed out of a lot of money from an impo- imposter Seth Rollins online, and so he he made a video. He's like. He made a video. He said he has legitimate beef with Colby, and he said, "I'll let you. I'll I'll let you say who he did it for." I was booked. 
by Goldberg and Vince McMahon. I have legitimate beef with Kobe Lopez. That's about all. <laughs> That's pretty much all he said, right? Like, I mean, he says I did for Rikishi. For Rikishi. He said, I did for the Rikishi, for the, the Rock, Rock, the blood. The bloodline. I was like, what does one the ha- tribal family? I was literally like, what does one have to do with the other? Dude, it was weird. But clearly, it, all right, look, you know, later in the aside, night, Seth. All joking aside, clearly this is like, you know, a person who has mental illness. So we shouldn't be like making fun of them. And I'm glad Seth Rollins is all right. But yeah, it was just biz- it, bizarre, weird strange i think he's been attacked in the ring before i know someone's walked down the ramp before during his entrance and he just gave him a weird look this is like the third time some fan has has gotten involved in something he's doing on tv yeah it was very bizarre and the reasoning behind it was even more bizarre it's like when you watch that show catfish you know and the guy thinks he's dating Katy perry but she only has two friends on facebook it's like dude how can you actually think that like Come on, man. I don't know. And I don't want to give this guy more attention than he no, needs. And yeah, we're not going to. Yeah, I just thought it was that's worth all talking he gets. about. That's all you get. Don't jump the railing. And if you do, I hope they do you old school. Yeah. Where they also, you'll be banned. For, I think you're banned face. for life from WWE events if you do that. If you do that, aren't you banned for life from WWE events? Yes. Pretty sure you're on like a, a like a blacklist, basically. Yeah. It's, so you it's just ruined stupid. it for yourself. All right, let's get into Dynamite this week. Um, man, this show opened up with a like a twenty minute awesome segment let's between go. CM Punk and MJF let's and MJF. Oh, AKA they, Miz. <laughs> MJF was like, we'll get "You there. drop pipe bombs." He's like, "I drop nukes," and they they went toe to toe on the mic saying some crazy stuff. Uh, there was so much stuff being said, like. I don't know. You can say some of the stuff you remember, and I'll try to say some of the stuff I remember. It was just so much. Like he said, "I'm gonna finish you. I'm gonna finish you verbally quicker than your UFC career." What else did he say? Gosh, he hit him with that was MJF. Yeah, hit him with some zingers. Punk Punk said that uh, MJF was a uh, less famous Miz. Yeah, that was that was my favorite of the whole thing. He said said MJF said something about John Cena and Triple H. Oh, he's about being second best. He when said, it, whether he was like that when it comes, Punk was second best. Whether yeah. it's you can't see me, man, or the King of Kings, he's like you're always second best. Uh, if you haven't seen the segment, I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. But then Punk randomly like threw a jab at Triple H like just because. Did you notice that? I, I don't. He said to MJF, he said, said it, I'd be like, oh yeah, but he said he said to MJF, he's like the only way you'll do whatever, blah blah blah. Is if Tony Khan has a daughter and you marry her. I was like, dang. Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, dude. Triple H just had a heart attack, man, or something like that. <laughs> just take it easy on my man, dude. God. Um, so, yeah, that was an awesome segment. I'm, I'm really excited for these two to get into it and see where their program goes between them. Oh, I was just going to say that I pictured... Uh, I picture Triple H like in a hospital bed, like just watching like TV and then he's like, What the hell? Like, what the fuck did I do? He's like, What did I do? He's like he's like, Man, I lose NXT, I get sick, and then I got this guy coming at me. <laughs> so after that that went uh it went straight into CM Punk versus QT Marshall. CM Punk was the winner. Um uh, did you feel like talking about that match? I mean 
That was. I, I mean, I, I just don't they, get they, why QT Marshall is. That's my only. Yeah, I don't know why I was booked at all, but it's because he's Cody's friend. I missed, or it's because he's Cody's friend. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, so then we had, yeah. So then we had Jurassic Express and Christian backstage. Uh, I believe they again were talking about. Uh, yes, they were talking about Bobby Fish and Adam Cole. Baby, uh, this led to our next segment. Baby, which was Eddie Kingston was around was at a a table I guess in like their uh, catering area, and up walks up 2.0 with Daniel Garcia. They're talking some trash to him, and then one of the members uh, throws coffee in Eddie Kingston's face. So I don't know what where the storyline with Eddie Kingston and 2.0 and Daniel Garcia is leading to, but if they want to piss off Eddie Kingston. That's one way to do it by <laughs> throwing coffee in his face. Yeah, they had me suspending disbelief for a Then we had... There. When they threw the coffee in his face, I was like, oh. He's very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we had Billy Gunn teaming with one of his sons, Colton Gunn, versus Bear Country. Dude, Billy Gunn Billy is Gunn. jacked. And also, he's he's tall as fuck. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I mean, I think I've heard it before, but then, like, you... That dude is ginormous. Yeah, he's huge. I didn't notice in WWE. I don't know why. Like he's when he like was, or WWE. He's like fifty. In day, he's like, in better shape than his both of his sons. He's bigger than them. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know, but I think uh, I think the, the Gun Club's like undefeated at least on like Dark. I think they have like the best record uh, next to um, Jurassic Express, I believe. No, there's another tag team tag team that has a really good record right now, but I th- I think it is Jurassic Express. But they just kept talking about how undefeated Gun Club was, so I think most of their matches though lately have been taking place on Dark and Elevation. But um oh so after that match, Sting and Darby Allen come out to attack Gun Club for attacking them after Darby's match um, last week. So it seems like Sting and Darby are, are going to be feuding with Billy and one of his sons. My wife hasn't watched wrestling in, like, anything current in a few years. And when Darby came running out of the tunnel and jumped and did This the, week? Yeah. He booked it, dude. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> he, he, she was he, like he whoa. He came out flying. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. Um... So then we had Bobby Fish and Adam Cole backstage, and up walk Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Wheeler Yuta. Adam Cole's basically talking some shit to them, um, you know, because Adam said something about him and Bobby Fish being best friends, and then of course you know the best friends walk up and he's talking to Chuck Taylor, being like, he's like, "Where's your best friend?" He's like, "You're not even the best friends." He's like, "Where's uh, the other one?" And then he said something about Orange Cassidy, and then he said, whatever your name is, Yuta. Um, after that, we had Dante Martin and Leo Rush and Team Taz backstage doing a segment. Team Taz lately has been trying to get Dante Martin to sign with them. Well, it looks like he did. So Dante Martin signed with Team Taz. Uh, Leo Rush got bummed out, but uh, Good. we'll have to see where this goes. Glad he was bummed there. out. They can retire for so the twentieth like time. Leo's back to being solo. <laughs> uh, 
All right. <laughs> so then we had a, a another we had a quarterfinals match for the TBS uh, tournament. I, I talked about earlier in the in the podcast that Jade Cardgill had been Red Velvet to face the winner of this match that we're going to talk about, which was Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hader. Your winner is Thunder Rosa. So I think, yeah, so Jade Cargill is going to face Thunder Rosa in the semifinals. Nyla Rose is going to face, I believe, the winner of Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho. So then, yeah, so we're making our way down the tournament, but... Um, do you have any predictions of who it could come down to? I think Jade. It's. I think it's going to be Jade Cardgill versus Ruby Soho in the finals. That's my prediction. But then I think Jade Cardgill is going to win. She's undefeated in the singles matches. Oh man, that's a tough one. I think that Jade will be the like the the pick that that wins everything. I feel like it's going to be her time. Yeah. The only thing is, is you know, I haven't seen enough of her, of her in ring work, uh, to, to just know how she really is as a wrestler. She's gotten very. Seen... She's gotten a lot better since debuting. And I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I mean, if she's if she's ready and like if you're familiar with her stuff and you think like it's her time, then, then go for it. I mean, I've said on the show before, she's got a great look, super athletic. She's got a cool manager. I think she looks like, like a champion. Yeah, looks like a champion. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely does. Um, yeah, I mean, I it, it, she'll probably win, which sucks because I feel like Ruby Soho, she like lost her big debut debut match, and then she'll probably end up losing in this tournament yep. too. Alrighty, um, after that match, we had Chris Jericho backstage and Two Point and Daniel Garcia interrupt him. He basically says, "I would." If I were you, I would go to like the department store, get some wooden nails to board up your house after throwing hot coffee in Eddie Kingston's face. And then he goes on to tell one of the members of 2.0, I forget his name, but he how square his head is. He just keeps talking about how, how square his awful. head is. Awful. I was like, man, like this is not... SpongeBob been, SquarePants. I said, this is not your best material. <laughs> I literally said that out loud when I was watching it. And I was like, this is not that great, I'm going to be honest. And I like I like Chris Jericho, but that was not his best work. Uh, then we had Britt Baker and Rebel backstage. It is announced that Riho is going to get a title shot. Um, I guess we are recording on Friday this week, so it'll be tonight on Rampage. But Rio will get a title shot at Britt Baker because Riho was never eliminated from the battle royal that uh, Ruby Soho won at All Out. She had rolled under the ropes and was never officially eliminated. So then we have what I thought originally was going to be the main event, but it was Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana. Uh, they were in Chicago this week. Colt, just like CM Punk, is a Chicago, uh, you know, born and raised native. Winner was Brian Danielson. Native, yeah, there you go. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> uh, during the match, I did catch this. JR called Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan, and no one corrected him. You know, uh, well, they shouldn't leave that poor just... guy alone. <laughs> My God. Uh, speaking of JR, you know, I hope he gets better. He, I just read he's um, going to be taking time away for his radiation treatments, but he hopes to be back on live TV by the 29th of December. 
We're going to miss so, you, JR. You're the man. The month. JR replies to our um, tweets so all the time on Twitter, so we love JR. We love JR for more. You're the social media guy. so Yeah, we love JR for more than just that, but that's always super cool of him. Um, so afterwards, Dan- uh, Danielson gets on the mic. Um, Hangman comes out, and they have a quick altercation. Very quick, you know, fighting with each other, but uh, Brian rolls out the ring. Um, and it looked like they were going to have some good was... chemistry. It looked like they were going to have some good yeah. chemistry. Uh, what what did Brian do? Slap him to start off the altercation. He yeah, that was that was that was pretty good. I think Heyman was saying that he wanted a match right then and there, and Brian's like, he's like, of course he wants a match after I just had one. That's not cowboy shit. Because uh, that's coward shit. That's coward shit. Yeah. Um, because he came out what? Because Hangman didn't want uh, Danielson to continue going through the dark order. He's like, that's the last one, basically, right? And then. Want to do it right then and there? Yeah, I agree. I don't want to. But say our main event of, of the sh- <laughs> so our main event of the show was uh, Cody Rhodes teaming up with Death Triangle, which is uh, Pack and Lucha Brothers, against Andrade El Idolo, FTR, and Malachi Black. First thing I noticed is that Andrade is wearing different gear, different gear that I've ever seen him in. Even in WWE, he was just in you know just the regular underwear tights. Um, he had been wearing those pinstripe pants, but. In WWE, he wore uh, long tights. So, just a completely different look for him. There was a cool little stare down with Tully and Arn in the ring. Uh, the fans popped for it. But then uh, the Lucha Brothers manager got in, and both Arn and Tully just took him out together with a punch. Um, that's a little throwback for the who was old the school g- wrestling fans. Who was the guy getting thrown to the outside randomly right after that? Right after Tully That's and Arn. That's what I was wondering too. Who was that? I don't Did know. It, I know the it, guy. One of the guys was the guy that they took out, and then there was a guy in like a a tan brownish suit. Even the commentators like were like, him. even the commentators were like, "What?" It cut. It cut right away, just like the Seth Rollins attack. It so cut like right away from it, and they never got back to it. That was very weird. But even the, I, I think I heard one of the what commentators. The same guy. Yeah, right. I heard one of the commentators being like, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God, dude. All right, stop dropping. Dude, I never heard anything telling. from it. That was the matter with all of you. <laughs> I never heard anything from it, though. I figured, you know, if it was a fan again or something, like, it would be talked about on the internet, but I didn't hear anything from that, so I don't yeah, know. But I was wondering I if I was, was the only from. one. It was out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what was that? Nope, I definitely saw it too. <laughs> um, so your winners of the match were Andrade, El Idolo, FTR, and Malachi Black. I thought this feud was done. I don't know where they're, how it just is continuing, what more combinations they could possibly come up with of these teams, but I don't know oh. if it's because they don't have anything going on with them. I'm just, it just seems like they got a big roster and they got all these main event players now. And it's like, these are the guys that Tony or whoever's writing the show or booking the show is like, I don't know exactly what to do right now, but we'll do this for a little bit so everybody works and is on TV. Well, that wraps up Dynamite. I did want to bring up one thing. So, I, you and me grew up with the Ruthless Aggression era. That's when you and me really got into wrestling. Um, and the new season is out. I've binged it all in a day. It is awesome. If you all don't know that much about that era, 
or do. That's, that's me and uh, yours era, just, dude. And like Jeremy, was, too. Yep. I, I Jeremy, felt like I was going you, down buddy. memory lane with all this stuff. Felt like I was going down memory lane with all the stuff they were they were bringing up. Um, it was, it's it's really it's a really good season. Um, only five episodes, but uh, yeah, if you're if you're into that, I know I don't know if, if you've finished it yet, Tim. But you were kind of hopping around with episodes. I watched it in order though. I started with the Shawn Michaels episode because that's that's my boy. But I uh, I'm gonna start it all time. All time. But then I will go back and I will definitely rewatch that because that's one of my favorite documentary series. I'm still, I still am one of those guys who is holding on to the Blu-ray and DVD format. I wish that they would release those because uh, I would love to have the Ruthless Aggression series actually like own it. Well, guys, that about wraps up the show today. Thank you for joining Andy and I. Jeremy will be back next week. Thanks again for listening and join us next week on the PW Fan Podcast. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye.